It's the When Fishing Podcast. Applying techniques. Then I put the sea rigs on the A rig. fresh ideas. They can't all be good ones. Talking stories. <laughs> reports. Conservation. Probably too close. All to make you and I better fishermen. Hello. Long time no talk. All of two weeks or something. I'm trying to get uh, balanced with a new job and trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to balance this. I might have to uh, push recordings to Sundays as I'm doing right now. And uh, I need to find time to fish. But also the wind has not been cooperative. So, Saturday night bat fight. That happened. Um, Ventura won it. Congratulations, Ventura. Every other county, minus me, um, was able to put up something. Everybody got like a mid-30-inch bat, mid-size, medium bat. Um, I got a flat tire on the way to the beach, um, put on the spare, got all the way to the beach, got no bites, realized I forgot the measuring tape, so even if I caught one, it would not have been validated, so that was sad. But uh, yeah, that was the only time I fished this week. Uh, I meant to get out in the morning or after work or something, probably in the morning, for like a, a green sunfish hunt or a pleco hunt. I've got a body of water or two to uh, try to find these new species, but I have not done that. I'm just trying to sleep, rest my weary bones. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for my uh, for my reports. For the last week or even two. Um, and then uh, I did forget to mention uh, a shore fishing trip from two weeks ago, I think. Um, went out with Jared and friends. And uh, we were looking for halibut. And they found them big time. Um, they uh, Between three of them, they caught five halibut in like probably like a 20 30 minute period um uh, on various things um and then i was not able to get anything i broke my rod tip and uh kind of missed half the bite uh just going back to the car to grab the telescoping rod so uh uh it'd be like that sometimes so yeah so halibut um may or may not be around Was that replicable? Probably not. Probably not. Um, as, and then, um, uh, the past couple weeks, the, uh, the bluefin have been showing up in the counts, uh, on, apparently they're in full day range. I'm, I think they're still in, like, Mexican waters or, like, farther offshore or something like that. I don't really know or, uh, care until they're super local, but, uh, I bet they are. I bet they are. We'll see. I've heard things. But I don't know. Nothing verified. But, uh, yeah, bluefin are uh, starting to show up, so uh, get that bluefin fever going. And then um, the 14-mile bank has been producing uh, rockfish for the private boaters and the uh, party boaters. They're uh, getting banks, bankies, Specs, Mexican rockfish, black gills, 
Sunsets, uh, and Boccaccio's, Paisano's. So, uh, that's a thing. Uh, I think that's out in the open now, that that's like a, a decent rockfish spot if you're you're willing to drive over there uh i've been meaning to get over there i just haven't had the time now uh today actually uh might have been a good day i don't know the wind may or may not i don't know it was probably a good day i think i missed my shot oh well um so yeah the um water's been a bit short period been kind of tough to uh get out in a boat when I'm starting work at like 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. like or 10 a.m. different different days different things and uh regardless it's hard to get out on the boat before work um it's just just early enough start that it doesn't quite make sense for me um so that's that's rough it's not that bad we'll figure it out I'll make money but uh yeah, that's it for the for the you know, reports. So. Well, since I haven't been fishing, I've been tripping a little bit on tackle, so since I broke my surf rod last week, I'm uh trying to think about what I can replace it with. I had a Fenwick HMX. It was a nine foot six, one quarter to three quarter ounce steelhead rod, and it was pretty nice. Um, I the last thing I had on it was like a one thousand size spinning reel, and uh, that actually worked really nicely. I really liked that. Um, and then and the twenty five hundred spinning reel had a kind of a funky balance to it, to where like when I was casting my uh, my finger holding the line uh, right before release uh, was a, my hand like wanted to balance like a little bit too high up. So then like uh, the line would come off the reel before uh, before I wanted it to during the cast. So it was uh, it made me feel like a fucking noob. So uh, but once I switched down to the one thousand, I really didn't have that problem anymore. So I feel like it was kind of a balance issue, but. Uh, yeah, I was starting to like the rod, and I broke it. So there, it, uh, uh, what happened, I think, was uh, I dropped my PVC boat seat uh, where I was storing it way too high up uh, in my uh, storage unit and dropped it onto my rods, which was fucking super smart. And uh, the uh, noises, noises over there. And uh, once I did that, I was like, all right, well my steelhead rod is going to break next time I use it almost for sure. Cause that's really what took the, uh, most of the fall, but my, uh, my steez rods might all shatter in the next, uh, few times I use them. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I might hit up Fenwick to see if, uh, they'd be willing to replace it. I doubt it. I'll be honest with them. Um, and if not, then, uh, I'm going to, I've, I see that there's a deal, there's some deals on Okuma steelhead rods for like the guide selects and the SSTs, um, on a fishfield.com. That's a, I've bought from there a couple times before. They have good deals on rods, um, and some other stuff if you, if you're patient. But, uh, yeah, the Okuma guide selects, the Okuma SSTs seem okay, um, 
The Daiwa Saltist SP Inshore is a is like a specially built for Southern California surf, so kind of interested to see those. Um, the Okuma Rockaway Light Inshore is something uh, that they built especially for uh, SoCal uh, surf, and uh, or if I would just go with Fenwick HMX again because it looks nice, but um, and it performed pretty well. And then the next problem is, uh, do I want to stick with like the three quarter ounce as the max, um, lure weight that, because I do like the tippiness with, uh, how dinky the fish are in, uh, uh, in Orange County, but, uh, it would be nice to have like a higher weight rating for like when I'm fishing like afternoon winds and stuff, uh, just throwing it straight into the wind like it's nice to have you know a one ounce one and a half ounce or uh if i want to throw a crankbait it'd be nice to have something that's like yeah one ounce plus uh those like lc flash minnows they don't you know they cast pretty well but they only cast so well uh when you're casting them into the wind and then if you have like a you know three plus foot um swell then it's you're not doing yourself you're not covering that much water sorry about it so uh yeah um trying to figure out what i want to do there because like in the mornings it's nice to have that like lighter tip and then in, in the afternoons it's nice to have the heavier tip why not get both eventually but what's the first one i'm going to pick up who knows but um yeah the the idea of uh throwing heavier uh crankbaits made me look more into uh finding some denser crank crankbaits. So uh I I found three. Three in particular that seem promising. I've not bought them yet, but the the Rapala X Rap long cast, you can find them they're four and three quarter inches and three quarters of an ounce. So that's pretty dense compared to like the Lucky Craft Flash Minnow is like five inches and change and five eighths of an ounce, so like a little less dense. And then the Duo Realis 110 is also, I think it's also four and three quarters inches and five eighths of an ounce. And then the Yozuri Mag Minnow 105, I think, is four and three quarters inches and five eighths of an ounce. So at least it's it's not as heavy as the X Wrap, but it's uh, gonna uh, cast better than the LC, but, uh, you know, LC produces, but, uh, my sleep in too late for, uh, the calm morning casting period, so there's that, and then I've also been looking into planers for, uh, offshore fishing, like, for kind of slower trolling presentations, I would suppose, um, there's the, uh, old salty, uh, planer boards, which are like the, I think they're steel or aluminum or something like that. And they're, uh, uh, they're in various sizes so that you can get it down for anywhere from like, like five to 10 feet down to, I think like 70 feet or something like that. And, uh, that's more of like a straight down planer board. Um, so I feel like I'd, I'd, I might want to try that, um, for bluefin and other things, uh, in the near future. And then there's also the Castaways Magnetic Dipsy Diver. Uh, 
I think dipsy divers are more common for like walleye trolling and shit, like lake trolling, lake trout. But uh, I see they do have some super magnum sizes for presumably salt water. And uh, I want to try those because those will, uh, the dipsy divers you can adjust and then they'll go to port or starboard. Um, and you can take them like one, two, three clicks and they'll go a certain distance away from the boat uh, off to the side. So that would be really nice for a small boat trolling. Uh, put something off to the port, something off to starboard, uh, have something way down, way off shotgun, then maybe have like a down rod or something. And then I'll have way too many lines to handle on my own, but it would, uh, it would be interesting. Uh, so yeah, I'm thinking about that stuff. Nobody really talks about planers on a, uh, for SoCal trolling. So it's something I'm looking into. We'll see. And then, uh, uh, I've been a fan. Another thing I've been thinking about switching over, I got to burn through this stuff, but I've got a, a bunch of Ande pink, um, mono, uh, from 50 pounds. I've got like 50, 60, 80, 100, 120, 150, I think. And, uh, uh, it's good. Um, I haven't gotten that many bites on it. The idea I had for it, excuse me, was, um, to, uh, use, like, the, if you have, like, off-color instead of clear mono, then, uh, it, it's got a similar refractive index to, like, fluorocarbon compared to, like, uh, clear mono, it's, like, going to reflect, um, some amount of sunlight, so, uh, uh, I got the, I got the Ande Pink to, uh, to be a substitute for fluoro because I'm too poor to um, be using that much um, heavy-duty fluoro in like that 50-plus pound category. It's ridiculous. But um, uh, the the Ande pink definitely looks like a vomity color uh, over the top of braid and like white braid and stuff. So uh, I kind of want to switch over to like the Iserline Triple X copolymer. I like the idea of that and the smoke color, and uh, I've been playing around with the numbers and like what I would really be using uh, as far as like different size lines, and if I could like, like right now I have almost every line class I think, which is kind of now that I have them all and I'm not using them, I'm a, I'm like okay, like so I have. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty. I lost the twenty. I don't know where it is. I used up my twenty-five. Thank God. Thirty. I had forty. I don't know where it is. Fifty, sixty, eighty, hundred, hundred twenty, hundred fifty. That's a lot of line classes. I seem to only be using. Uh, I use a lot of fifteen, thirty. Um, decent amount of a hundred. And then, like, I'm I'm kind of, like, playing around a lot with what I'm using, like, sub-12. Um, because it's, like, I do a little bit of bay fishing, which is nice to have, like, 10 to 12, sometimes 8. Surf fishing is, like, 6 to 8. But, like, ultralight, I'll use 4. I haven't even opened up the 2. 2 is, is ridiculous, but as, like, a species nerd, I, I it's going to come in handy eventually. I'm, I'm I am assured. So, uh... Yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking that in the future uh I might just stick to like um like 248 15 30 50 100 
and then maybe like 300 or something just for that like it's like okay you want to go above 100 like you clearly don't give a shit about being line shy so you know take use the biggest stuff um i think that 120 and 150 seem like 120 is probably like the limit or i i can tie a, a san diego jam with 120 or 150 just use like two or three twists and uh it's it's just fine i mean like ande is uh, at least soft enough to do that um uh, i don't know about like floro i know that's like really hard to tie knots in sometimes so that's why people go over to the uh, crimping but i don't really trust the crimping with mono yet i've done it but i don't really like it um and then i've been hearing from the east coast that some guys uh, there's at least one guy who's uh Catching giant bluefin, of course they're in shallower water than over here, and that's a whole discussion, but uh, they're using, uh, uh, he doesn't use more than a 100 pound liter uh, while using like lures and things like that, and they're able to land like 500 plus pound fish uh, on up to like nearly granders, I think, and uh, so that gives me the idea that, uh, that, I mean, they have bigger fish over there, like I'm probably in my range, I'm probably not going to run into more than like 200 pounders. So I could probably get away with using just hundred pound leader, like max. And then like, as far as if I'm going to be chasing swords anytime in the near future, I think a hundred, my 150 will come in handy for that. Maybe a, a 300 in the future. And then, uh, uh, maybe like sharks. Well, sharks, I would just use like the seven strand line or single strand or whatever the fuck. Um, so, yeah, I really like the idea of just switching over to like 8, 15, 30, 50, 100, boom, done. Um, I think you could do just about everything with that. Maybe have the four and the two down, way down for specialty, special reasons for, uh, uh, for weddings and parties, but, uh, what was that? So since I don't have that much to say, <laughs> I do want to like supplement what I'm doing. I still want to like keep up with this podcast. Um, but I thought I'd share, uh, the story of the last time that I went on a sport boat, cattle boat ride, head boat ride. Um, and why I don't go anymore, you'll understand. Um, so I went, this was like, at, uh, late at the end of 2020, uh, I wanted to get in on like the, uh, yellowfin tuna bite on an out overnight trip. I'd done one previously and it was like an easy limit of, of, uh, like football yellowfin, like five to 10 pounds. And then like, uh, I think we found some yellowtail a little bit later or something. I don't think I got any that time. So this time I wanted to go out on my own. Um, and uh, so I went on the Old Glory out of... It's either Fisherman's or H&M Landing. Sorry about it. But uh, it was a good boat. It's a good boat. Uh, they are not the reason I don't go. Uh, great crew and everything like that. Um, so I went down there... Um, like they were filling up on a on football yellowfin tuna again, and then there was some uh, yellowtail in the count, so I hadn't caught a yellowtail before. So I was like, okay, this would be a good time to get one, and bring home a bunch of uh, 
nice food fish uh, for a few for the winter. So uh, I get to the dock, I sign in at like like I don't know eight p.m. and then the boat leaves at like ten, and then I like put my stuff down in like the line at the dock, and the guy ahead of me is like like he's holding a beer, he's drunk, and he's like, "Hey, bro, like, uh, like, why are you wearing that mask, bag, or whatever?" Sorry, and uh, uh. And I'm like, oh, did you hear about COVID? Like, you know, <laughs> this is like the middle of COVID. Like, uh, I I knew that I was probably going to let down the mask eventually during the boat ride because it's just going to be like hot, and not really functional. So you, you going on a boat during COVID was like you accept the like the responsibility or you, you accept the risk of your actions and stuff. So that's what I was that, that was out there. Uh, and so he's like trying to like raz me in his own stupid way and he's like i can tell he's just gonna be trouble like he's like oh like you should roast me right now bro and i'm like i don't fucking know you like how about i get to know you and i'll like roast the shit out of you as like the day goes on because i definitely don't like you and uh uh so he's like yeah it sounds good and it's like okay whatever and so uh uh you know we all get on the boat um and then we're driving down, I don't know, like the boat is going, uh, so we leave, you know, at about, we get out of the harbor, San Diego Bay, out of at about uh, 11 p.m. or so after we picked up bait and all that shit. And then, uh, um, and he's like continuing to be like a little prick. And then, um, uh, and so everybody's about to go to sleep or everybody's pretty much going to sleep in the bunks except for him, I guess. And he's in the galley. And then, um, and the next thing we know, we hear a bunch of bumping up in the galley. We're down in the bunks, right? It's like directly below the galley. So we, we hear all this like bumping around and we're like, Jesus, what is going on? Like, that's kind of making me uncomfortable. And then, uh, um, and then next thing we know, we like, hear the engines do something a little different and then we feel like the g's of like a turn and it's like okay what just happened and then the captain comes on the pa and he's like hey everybody sorry but um uh that guy just got into uh, a fight with the crew and uh we've detained him and uh we're gonna have to uh turn around and uh drop him off with the harbor police so um really sorry but you know, we're going to, after we drop him off, we're going to, uh, book it back out and we'll, we'll get to the grounds, uh, just in time for sunrise. So, you know, really sorry, but that's what we're doing. It's like, Jesus Christ. So we get up, uh, we come out of the bunks and like, see what the hell happened. And the dude is face down, zip tied, like multiple times around the legs and arms face down on the ground. And like, uh, and then we get the story from like the, the deckhands, um, Apparently, he um, was uh, psychologically unhinged. <laughs> See, he might have been on something more than just alcohol. Certainly, was something on something more than alcohol. Uh, uh, whether that was like fentanyl or whatever, uh, who knows? But apparently, um, he got into a fight with the crew. And then he went into the bathroom and he came out and flung his own shit at the crew 
and it like got all over the galley and got on the crew and so they like you know they waylaid on them and uh rightfully so and then we drove three hours back to the harbor um dropped him off filed the report for like 20 minutes and then went back out so that was um a long boring bummer and uh we got out onto the uh the fishing grounds like they marked a kelp patty like the the days before and so we got out there a little bit late and we missed like like what they were able to do previous days was get their limit on the yellowfin tuna like really quick um and then go spend the rest of the day looking for yellowtail and uh, we just weren't able to catch up to that um that kelp line um in time for sunrise so we like the first uh patty we stopped at we started picking off some yellowtail and then uh uh and then throughout the day we were we were pretty much picking off uh for the first few hours we were picking off yellowtail and then eventually the whole boat got their limits and they were like kind of ratty uh they were probably in like the the first one i caught was like 10 inches uh through that one back and then uh the rest of them were probably in like the five to eight pound range um there might have been a few nicer ones i don't know it was a couple years ago but uh it was yeah it was smaller yellowtail we got our limit and then we kept looking around for uh yellowfin tuna and uh it was it was kind of a pick bite on them um and i was able to get my limit on the yellowfin tuna i got like four yellowfin and one skipjack for the cats and (laughs) they uh uh, so at the end of the day, I got my limit on the yellowtail, got my limit on my tuna, happy boy. Uh, and I, I do like a challenge. So it was kind of nice to like work for those, uh, for my limit of the tuna. But, uh, then at the end of the day, they, they somehow like handed off my yellowtail to the wrong people or something. So all I got back were the, uh, elephant tuna, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so, um, what I gathered from that was I already bought my, my boat, the mosquito, uh, at that point. And I was still waiting on like the DMV to like, uh, approve of my like registration and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, it was, uh, it just made me realize like, okay, like the only way to like some prick, some fucking idiot can just ruin the trip for you. And that's my hard earned money going into that trip. And like, I'd like for it to not get ruined by some piece of shit asshole. So, uh, uh, after that, I was like, you know what? No, like I'm gonna, I have my own boat now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my own thing, and uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna be bothered uh, by the next guy on the boat. So, I mean, I've met some really nice people. It's all, it like the cattle boat trips are always uh, generally like pretty cool. I made, I made some, um, can't say I made friends, but you know, you, uh, I, I was very comfortable with uh, a bunch of other people on that boat uh, on the old glory, like the. The crew was nice, and I met a couple of the regulars, regular uh, passengers, and they were cool. But uh, yeah, I just don't, um, I just don't want to deal with uh, certain personalities if I don't have to. So uh, now I just uh, go on my own, uh, uh, go on my own. So yeah, but I do owe a lot of my experiences to uh, uh, being on the sport boats uh, growing up, particularly uh, Captain Hook's sport fishing. Shout out out of uh oxnard like i grew up going on the lem and the new bluefin and uh uh and then the coraloma was like like out of the water for like a decade and then it came back then my dad was like yeah we gotta go on that one that's what he used to go on um and then uh 
we went on that while I was a three quarter day boat, and then Chris Velosky uh, took took um, ownership of it, and uh, and then he's he was a great captain, and then uh, he still is, and then he switched over to the new Hustler, uh, which runs full day and overnight trips, and I think occasional two day trips, and uh, uh, and so he's really dialed on a on the white sea bass, and uh, you know definitely has. Uh, has his ways with the with the rockfish, so yeah, I uh, learned a lot from uh, from sport boats, from the white sea bass to the rockfish to the barracuda and the bass and all those things. It's a little bit different up in Ventura compared to uh, uh, down, you know, south towards like Long Beach and San Diego and Newport and stuff. Uh, sand bass are still common down here, and sculpins like rampant um that's a little less of a thing up there it's pretty much always rockfish now the bass are much less consistent uh for whatever reason i know my dad uh did well in like the 80s and 90s um uh, on the bass up there and then i don't know what happened who knows i've heard uh at least recently i don't think it explains like i don't know if it explains the disappearance of sand bass in like the 2000s in Ventura, but I know that uh, as of late, the bluefin tuna that are being like penned up um, in like Mexico, uh, those those like tuna ranchers will also sane sand bass and then they'll like grind them up and then feed them to the bluefin and uh, in order to like plump up the bluefin. So that's a uh, I hear that's, that's kind of a reason that, uh, the sand bass might be less prolific these days, uh, up here in SoCal at this point. So yeah, there's that. So game plans for the week. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to get out much at all this week. Uh, the best that I can hope for is that I uh, am able to get out on that green sunfish hunt, which I should have done today. I probably still have time for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Monday tomorrow looks a wee bit choppy and windy for a small boat. Uh, kind of continues into Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday looks pretty darn good minus the tide tide doesn't looks kind of weak for most of the week because it's a you know we're pretty much on like the half moon uh but uh wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday looks like some nice glassy conditions very nice gotta get out gotta do it up you know and uh so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna get out, go do it in the small boat. Doesn't matter in the big boat. It's definitely definitely good. Uh, good time to get out. And then uh, toxicallypositivewindy.com says that it's gonna be sixty two, sixty three, upwards of sixty five degree water temps by the end of the week. Um, so that's a great thing. That means that the uh, the start of the pelagic season will will be upon us, so that's pretty cool if you're into it. Uh, 
might be a little bit tough with with this week's tides. Maybe not. Maybe you can figure it out. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a master. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no black belt. But uh. Uh. But I'm just. I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you like it is. So yeah. And then on top of that, uh. Uh. You know the fresh water is definitely warming up now. Now that the air temps are are really getting up there. Days getting longer. What's the sunset? It's like. 7.30 now, so, that's, that's crazy, that's crazy, crazy, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, bass should be in spawn, I suppose, I don't know, I'm not looking at them, I'm not, I'm not going to the lakes, I, I should be, just to check it out, and, uh, 